This is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Widlake from Commonwealth Guardians. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Whitlake. Hello and welcome to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. My name is Michael Whitlake from Commonwealth Guardians. And if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 617-380-3440 or visit us online at commonwealthguardians.com. While there, click on the media page and you can see the other past podcast shows that we've done and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a virtual meeting where I can answer any questions that you have. So the older we get, the more that we realize that everything, and I mean everything, changes. One day you're bringing home a tiny baby from the hospital and in the blink of an eye, they're starting school they're leaving for college, they're having families of their own, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop it. So you'd better just hang on and enjoy the ride. So the idea that everything changes is just as true for your career. And when you were 25, you probably had your career totally mapped out in your head. You said at 30, you were gonna be at this place, and at 40, you were gonna be somewhere else. But guess what? When you actually turned 30, the things that you wanted to achieve in your career had probably changed. And at 40, they had changed all over again. Along those same lines, experts expect that retirement is going to look different in the coming decades thanks to technology and the changing workplace. Add on to that changes to the average retirement age, Social Security's somewhat hazy future and market volatility, and it becomes clear that folks who are preparing for retirement will have to be very adaptable to external forces. So during the show today, we're gonna to look at some of the trends that are likely to affect retirement in the near future before pivoting and discussing some likely retirement changes that are still a little ways down the road, but might be coming. But before we start talking about change, I wanna introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who has managed to both change and remain our show's rock. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, that might be a stretch, Michael. But uh, but thanks for the wonderful <laughs> intro. Um, you know, stay calm, roll with the punches. Uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, as Mike Tyson once said. That's Mike Tyson, uh, exactly. <laughs> but that's why we need someone like you, Michael, uh, to keep us on the straight and narrow. And you're always aware of the changes that are going on out there so we can apply them to our plans. And uh, I think it only makes sense that retirement's going to look and feel very different a decade from now uh, and will be probably radically different two or three decades in the future. So um, after all, a decade ago, most TV fans had expensive cable packages. And today, most have ditched cable for streaming services like Netflix. So you never know what a revolutionary change is going to do or when it's coming. 
I mean, you can just ask the folks that used to work at Kodak, uh, you know, <laughs> or Sears, uh, two of the biggest companies in our nation's history, at least at the time, and uh, they're long gone now. So um, I remember hearing a story about Kodak, Michael, that one of their employees came up with the idea for a digital camera. <laughs> and uh, they told him it was crazy and they didn't want to get into that. <laughs> well, you know, Polaroid, the Polaroid headquarters is basically right down the street from the, from uh, where I live. Sure. And so, they were a huge company too oh, at a time and not anymore. Nope. Nope. Uh, they got bought out by a liquidation company and then they tried to put their name on electronics and they went downhill fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Polaroid did. But but you're right. I mean, you know, it's hard. You got to roll with the changes. You got to be aware of it. So um, this is the exact conversation I had with a person who's becoming our client just earlier today that the whole point of what we do is we plan for any contingency that can happen. And in the future, according to some of the things we're going to talk about today, some of that might become easier or harder, but it, having a good plan where you know if this contingency happens, I'm covered because I got this, this, and this in place. Yeah. It can can make the difference between happy, financially worry-free retirement and you know constant constantly being in a ball of stress. Sure, you got to be able to roll with the changes when it comes to taxes and inflation, and you got to plan for inflation and tax increases. So, where do you want to begin with this uh, show today? So, this topic. So let's start with there's a U.S. News and World Report article that's called The Five Trends Shaping the Future of Retirement. And it focuses on some of the changes that experts think are likely to begin popping up before the end of this decade. The article references a principal survey of financial professionals and employers regarding likely near-term disruptors that found most of them agree retirement planning will significantly be transformed by 2030. The first thing that they talk about that's likely to disrupt retirement planning is the retirement savings gap. Because of the increased cost of living, more people are struggling to save enough for retirement. And recently, a U.S. News survey determined that 41% of Americans, 41% stopped putting money into their retirement savings accounts in 2022 because of inflation. Now, the experts polled by principal agree that the retirement savings gap is likely to continue to grow and be larger by 2030. But there's some potentially good news on this front. The SECURE Act 2.0, which was signed into law in December of 2022, does provide some additional incentives for saving for your retirement. Well, my first thought uh, is that if any of our listeners out there have paused contributing money to their retirement accounts. Maybe they stopped contributing in 2022 because they were concerned. Uh, they definitely need to get together as soon as possible with a financial professional like yourself, Michael, because uh, they're missing out. And if you don't currently have a financial advisor uh, making sure you're saving enough to preserve that ideal retirement lifestyle, it's a good reason to get one. Exactly. You know, and the aging workforce is the next element that's disrupting retirement planning because it means that more older people are staying on the job. 
delaying retirement can come down to numerous factors, including simple financial needs, but also maintaining healthcare coverage, or maybe they enjoy their job. I meet people like that almost every day. And delaying retirement can have significant financial benefits because it provides more time for people to build up their savings. But as more people delay retirement, plans will need to be adjusted accordingly. The article notes that some employers are already responding to the needs of older workers by providing more thorough financial wellness benefits and educational programs designed to help them make solid financial decisions in conjunction with working with their financial services professional. The survey by principal found that COVID-19 spurred a lot of these changes to retirement plans, but especially as they pertain to holistic financial wellness. More than 90% of respondents to that uh, survey noted that financial wellness offerings are likely to rise significantly by 2030. Holistic financial wellness simply means employers address the needs of their workers at every stage of their lives by providing more options, more education, and more access. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the end of it, of course, because you can have all the knowledge or education in the world, but it's how you piece it together to make the most out of it for your situation that's really requires real expertise and guidance, um, maybe just like your healthcare plan. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you need to make sure you're taking advantage of everything an employer has to offer, but also it is very helpful to work with a financial professional like yourself, an advisor who's able to look at the big picture and is independent of your company's best interests and doesn't have the emotional attachment you do that can take a professional approach to it, correct? Well, exactly. And we have to think of the third player in that scenario, the federal government. Ah, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. You know, here's the problem, Michael. I don't even think he's my real uncle. (laughs) so he's everybody's uncle that lives here and he's our third (laughs) partner uh, in all of our retirement plans and we have to make sure that we're aware of his port portion of our retirement plan and how to make sure that he gets what he deserves but not more And the article next talks about that there's an increasing push for employers to have more customizable options for retirement planning. And this is a two-edged sword too, but in many cases that means allowing employees to tailor their investments to their own personal needs and their own personal risk tolerance. Technology is likely to accelerate this move to customization. Principal surveys found that 90% of respondents think personalized advice and help will come from a financial professional and 81% of employers agree that digital tools will play a larger role for employees by 2030. I am encouraged by the, that 90% of people think, or 90% of the respondents think that more education and better advice is going to come into the picture. Uh, but I think working with a financial service professional is the most important way to help secure your preferred retirement lifestyle. Lastly, the article talks about Gen Z as they continue making up a larger share of the workforce. Its preferences for online tools and education will broadly impact how retirement planning gets done. 
Well, yeah, and that's a great point. Now, we should probably take a moment here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Michael. Uh, I know you're offering a no-charge, no-obligation consultation to our listeners uh, if they want to get a second opinion on their plan or get a plan in place. Uh, Maybe they don't have a plan at all for their retirement or retirement income. Uh, You really need to plan ahead for that. So how can they get a hold of you? Certainly, everyone listening can can go to my website, commonwealthguardians.com. If you click on contact us, it takes you right to my calendar page where you can choose the 45 minute retirement snapshot. Um, and we get to know each other. We create a snapshot. We determine what kind of issues and problems you might be facing in your retired life and what advice I might give you to fix those problems. You can also call my office at 617-380-3440. You'll get Shanna and she can get you uh, on the calendar for that snapshot or even for just a 15-minute phone conversation where we discuss the questions and issues that you're worried about and if there further action is necessary for you. Yeah, and that there you go. And I would encourage our listeners to pick up the phone, give you a call, Michael, great show so far today. Let's keep it rolling. It's been a good one. Uh, What do you have for us next? All right. So let's just continue discussing the changing future of retirement planning by focusing on millennials. Now, I know and I understand that most of the people that listen to this uh, show are significantly older than millennials. But I think this conversation has a lot of important information in it. And I think you're going to find it both useful and interesting. So if you have kids or grandkids who are millennials, you can also share this information with them so that they have a better foundation to make better decisions for themselves too. So Money Magazine wrote an article called, This is What Millennials Can Actually Expect from Retirement According to Experts. Of course, this is prognostication into the future, but it's things that we should be thinking about anyway. And it has some details about where retirement planning is right now and where it's headed that I found really illuminating. Millennials, who are people that are born roughly between 1981 and 1986, have a harder financial time of it than many previous generations. Mounting student loan debt and stagnant salaries have forced many younger workers to both delay marriage and the purchasing of a home. According to Fidelity, the average 401k balance for millennials is a mere $29,400, which is very painful. Yeah. So even if the stock market were to go to unbelievably unprecedented levels, that's not going to be enough for them to count on during a significant block of time in their retirements. That's true. And uh, you know what? You make a great point there. Uh, so in 40 or 50 years, when today, you know, today's millennials are retiring, what can they expect? So the article's first likely change says that when large swathes of millennials are retiring, everyone will know their genetic makeup. Having a better sense of your potential longevity and health can help you build a financial strategy for retirement that considers both of these factors. There are a number of variables in retirement planning that we can't necessarily predict, but the understanding their, your DNA sequence, your genetic makeup can help narrow that down. The first DNA sequence for a human being costs several billion dollars, but today it only costs about 
$1,000. And while thinking about what information a DNA sequencing uh, might reveal on you could be a little scary. It might help you find earlier treatment for things like Alzheimer's or heart's disease. There's a doctor, Dr. Torin Finkel, who's the director of the aging Institute at the university of Pittsburgh medical center. And he explained that for every 50 years, we can expect lifespan to increase by about 15 years. So right now, life expectancy has fallen over the last couple of years in America and it's roughly 78 years, but in 50 years, that still means it's likely to be well over 90 years old. Now that does sound exciting. Today's younger people it might live longer and they might have more time to take those trips they've been dreaming about. But on the other hand, you got to prepare yourself financially for living to 90 or 95 and being retired for 35, 40 years. Wow. Okay. So uh, speaking personally, if I was in my twenties or thirties and I knew that there was a decent chance I'd live into my nineties, my first appointment would be with somebody like yourself, a financial advisor. So you could help me devise a strategy to not outlive my money. Well, this is exactly the conversation that I have with people every single day. We got to plan for the fact that you could die too young. And what do you want to happen to your money that you worked hard to save if that happens? But we also have to plan for you might live longer than you think. And how is that going to happen? How is there going to be enough? How are you going to keep up with inflation, keep up with taxes, keep up with what's going on in your life, good and bad, because just because you're older, life doesn't stop happening. It still happens. So, and the worst thing that possibly can happen in a long retirement is that you run out of money. The articles, the article then goes on to the next point that smarter algorithms will help you build a better financial strategy. And it's one of those that I'm really, one of the things that I'm really optimistic about as the article explains the path from your first day on the job to retirement isn't likely a very straight one. Rather, it's more like you're going to change jobs several times throughout your life, which means you probably have money in multiple places. And I meet people like that every day too. keeping track of all of that and bundling it all together and making it work in an ideal fashion for your retirement becomes challenging at that point. But imagine if everything you had insurance, investments, savings, all was in one place allowing you to utilize common data, how much easier would that make things for you? And the answer is pretty obvious. Now, this is what we try to do for our clients today, but in the future, they're saying that technology is going to help us even more. And the article notes that experts expect that when today's millennials retire, algorithms will be able to combine their finances, health history, life expectancy, and other data into a package that can help make, help them make better informed financial decisions. I don't know how you feel about that, Tony, but as a financial services professional, the idea of sitting down with my clients and having all of this clear and reliable data so that we can make better choices together for them is very, very exciting. Well, yeah. I mean, knowledge is power and streamlined data that combines all of your financial information in one place and then enhances it with other relevant information and having you a professional who goes through this day after day, uh, talk about knowledge being power. I mean, that is huge. Yep. 
I agree. So the article next predicts that when today's millennials are in their 60s and older, retirement itself will largely be viewed as something of a luxury. Now, I know that you hear that and it sounds like a negative thing, but it, it, it's not necessarily is it's as if, uh, it's not as if retirement will be unattainable. It's simply that it'll be something different. Right. As technology continues to advance, it will likely reshape what we think of as work because it will become easier to both earn money and to choose how, when, and where we earn that money. Apps, for example, might make it easier than ever for older people to continue to earn even after they've transitioned away from their main career. Well, it sounds like rather than saying retirement is going to be a luxury, a better way to put it may be uh, retirement might in the future might be for those who either have more money than they know what to do with or for people who really don't want to do any kind of work once they reach a certain age. Because as we live longer and longer and have ways to stay healthier longer, I know a lot of people like their jobs and want to keep working anyway. Uh, but uh, it's going to be for those who plan ahead for sure. You're going to have to start planning and saving for retirement at an earlier age, I think. Well, there's a, there's a number of things to think about, uh, in my opinion about that. The first is, uh, what do you do once you are retired? You need something to do. And a lot of people, you know, uh, they don't know what to fill their lives with and coming up with those things can be stressful. So having something to do that, you know what it is. And some people take real value in their lives from the work that they do. So there's that as well. But, um, I always, when I, when I'm talking to clients about the planning that we do, it's not that we're telling them they have to retire at a certain age or they should retire at a certain age, or that's a personal decision. It's having the ability to have the choice. Hey, I can keep working because I do find real value in what I do. And it's important what I do, or I just don't want to do it anymore. Uh, you know, I talk to a lot of federal employees and, the person I talked to earlier today works for the IRS. Uh, and uh, although she does think that what she does is important, yeah, it's stressful and difficult. And she's like, you know, maybe we can, if we can find a good exit strategy, that might be the best thing for me now. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And that's true. So it depends on your personal situation, obviously. You know, if you absolutely can't stand your job, it's stressing you out. Um, you know, or you have problems with your boss, your coworkers, you know, maybe in your certain age, maybe you look at, can I retire now or early or when can I retire those types of things? But the only way to truly know is to work with somebody who can look at the big picture, figure it out, make sure you have enough. And some people might be surprised. Oh, I have enough. I could retire next year. You know, uh, other people, you, you, I know you tell other people, Hey, you're going to have to work another three or four or five years, right? Yep. Yep. We're doing those five and 10 year plans for a number of people. And, you know, the article talks about how the experts expect that language itself is going to be different three or four decades from now. You know, people talked different in the seventies and eighties than they talk today. Yeah. And th three or four decades from now, I think that that's accelerated because of, uh, technology and things. And they, they, they believe that retirement has a very specific meaning today, but in the future, it's going to mean something completely different. It might mean just that you're not working that Monday through Friday grind, but instead 
your work, you're choosing to do things on your own terms by uh, harnessing technology to earn money on the side when and where you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Well, uh, let's for a second stop again and, and let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. So there, there's two big ways to get a hold of us. Go right to our website, commonwealthguardians.com. You click on connect, contact us. It will take you right to my calendar page and you can schedule yourself for a time to talk to me or you call Shanna in my office at 617-380-3440. She'll get you on my calendar and we'll be able to answer any questions that you have about this and any other parts of your retirement. So again, you can have the knowledge and information you need to make better choices for yourself about what to do moving forward. All right. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what, this has been a great show so far. Let's keep it going. You've been talking about the future of retirement. What do you have for us next? So let's keep analyzing what retirement is likely to look like for today's millennials. Millennials are roughly 40 years from retirement right now. But even if you're much older than a millennial, you'll likely find this information useful. And I'd also urge you to share today's episode with your younger kids or your grandkids. You know, in the Money Magazine article, this is what millennials can actually expect from retirement. There's some more details, which I honestly found very fascinating. For example, experts anticipate that aggressive lifelong learning will be a key goal for today's millennials. Fanoush Torabi, a personal finance expert quoted in the article, explains that she doesn't think that the old rule of thumb that putting 10% of your income into a 401k is going to cut it for millennials because she thinks their retirements will be markedly different than the ones that their parents and grandparents had. Torabi thinks today's millennials will always work to some extent, though it will be on their own terms. And here's an interesting direct quote from Torabi. Frankly, they're going to be working a lot longer through retirement. I don't think there's going to be a hard and fast start to retirement. I think it's going to be a little bit more fluid. Yeah, I guess you're right. So how does lifelong learning fit into all this? So the longer you anticipate working and the more things you think you might be interested in doing, the more you need to learn. Becoming a lifelong learner may increase your future earning powers because as a worker stay on the job longer, more companies are investing in retaining those workers and their decades of experience. Previously, many companies may not have seen the value in recruiting and retraining older workers because they were likely to leave sooner rather than later. But job hopping is becoming more common, which means hiring someone in their late 60s may make more sense than ever. After all, better to enjoy a great employee for five years than to never have that employee at all. Whether a person is 65 or 25, their average length of time on the job is statistically about the same at this point. Really? Okay. So uh, that's interesting. Now, um, obviously, lifelong learning is important, and it, it makes sense now that you put it that way. If most people are only going to be on the job for a handful of years before they move on to the next opportunity, why wouldn't companies focus on finding the most talented and experienced people they can regardless of age? I think that scenario is a win-win for companies and for older workers. Yes, it is. And just as interestingly, many experts expect that the need for lifelong learning will also fundamentally change college. 
For hundreds of years, the college bargain was pretty straightforward. You spent four years earning a degree, and then that degree prepared you for the next 40 or 50 years. But as people live much longer, that college degree may need to prepare them for 70 or 80 years. And the reality is, is that it probably can't. And what that means is while continuing to provide traditional four-year college degrees, colleges will also have to develop programs that cater to older people who are looking to add new skills or sharpen their current skills or who simply want to take classes just for their own enjoyment. While many colleges have had special programs for older people for many years, the future is likely to require much more robust offerings. And the article also notes that some folks might determine that a four-year college degree isn't an adequate return on investment. Instead, they may opt for formal training or certification, and then after 10 years, they can keep doing what they're doing or pivot to something else. It would essentially be smaller, but regular investments in their, their education throughout their life. Yeah, and I've actually thought about this one a lot, Michael. As college becomes increasingly expensive, and I know this because I have three kids in college right now. Wow. Um, <laughs> people may rely. That's why I hit you up for, for a loan uh, that, I, that you don't require me to pay you back. I just call when I need money. I call Michael Whitley. Um, but I, I'm kidding. But, you know, people rely more on the Internet for education and information. So what will college look like in 50 years? I, I don't think we have an answer except to say it'll probably look a lot different than it does today. That's exactly that's exactly what I think. I'm even, you know. You know, my kids are younger than yours and they're thinking ahead about college. And I'm even wondering what it's going to mean for them. My daughter has got four years until college and my son has uh, 10. Still seems too close. <laughs> yeah. So I want to close what we talk about today by pondering what the age old retirement question is. Will I have enough money? Uh, and what that means for millennials. So right now, when I sit down with a client who's in their 50s, we can chart out their 20 or 25 year retirement with reasonable, though admittedly not perfect accuracy. We can plan for all the contingencies, like I said earlier. Sure. But when you combine the average age of millennials with the factors we've discussed today, answering this questions of will I have enough money becomes a lot more difficult. And if you're working with a financial services professional to include investments in your financial strategy, will the companies you're putting money into today be around 70 years from now? So the article notes that Google has already gone 100% renewable for its energy purchases, which is the equivalent of taking a million cars off the road. As more companies follow Google's wow. path, what is, yeah, that's amazing, right? What was that gonna mean for the stock market and for the broader economy? So establishing yeah, a lasting relationship with a financial services professional is a way for millennials to answer some of these questions and be flexible to plan accordingly. Yeah, you have to be flexible and you have to have a plan. And this has been a great show, but we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I think, you know, the main message of today is that we're not going to foretell the future, but having a good plan and having the right person help and advise you on how to make the best plan for your personal situation is what is going to make the difference between happy, financially worry-free and 
being constantly worried about where the next dollar is coming from. Yeah, we shouldn't have to be constantly worrying. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? So you go onto our website, commonwealthguardians.com, click on the contact me, and it takes you right to my calendar page. You can choose your date and time that works best for you, or you call Shanna in my office at 617-380-3440, and she'll help you get on the calendar, and we'll get all your questions answered so you know what the best thing to do for yourself is. All right. Well, thanks, Michael. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with our host, Michael Whitley. Thank you for listening to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Whitlake at Commonwealth Guardians. Call 617-380-3440 or visit them online at CommonwealthGuardians.com. Michael Whitlake offers investment advisory services through Gradium Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax legal or accounting advice. Commonwealth Guardians is not a registered investment advisor and is independent of Gradient Advisors LLC insurance products and services are offered through Michael Widlake, independent agent. Commonwealth Guardians, Michael Widlake, and Gradient Advisors LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.